Hello and welcome to the Morning Meltdown. Uh, I'll be your host, Kate Arsenal. Although most people just call me either Lane or Hank. Hank! Or... <laughs> and that is my friend Tiffany who will be joining us for the very first episode of the Morning Meltdown. And I apologize that you have to deal with me. <laughs> uh, we're technically recording this on at 2.30pm on Saturday, but it will be uploaded Sunday morning. So... Hey, it works. Yeah! Also, we have exactly zero plan for this, so we're just going to see where it goes. Yeah, I tried to plan, <laughs> and um, she's just not too good at that. So I don't plan anything, dude. You know this. I plan things, and then something comes up. I don't plan shit, and it's all fine, and it works just fine, whatever the fuck I want to do. So, on a legit no. And should I watch my language? No, fuck that. Okay, good. Because I'm not that kind of fucking this person. This isn't going on to YouTube yet, so fuck it. Well, why the fuck should it matter? Jack says fuck all the time. Okay, but he's different. It's a different situation. Okay, but Jack's sexy, though. <laughs> exactly. It's That's the, the difference. It's the eyes. Like, straight up, no joke, it's the eyes. <laughs> As Speaking I try up. to continue to read this fucking joke that I haven't even made two sentences into... <laughs> Speaking of, like, YouTube and demonetization and all that, uh, given that someday I'm going to become a, you know, YouTube star, quote-unquote. I support you. <laughs> like a bra. <laughs> Anyways, um, <laughs> you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm kind of noticing the further I get into trying to make this happen, the more and more YouTube seems to try and be building a wall to stop people from joining the ranks of YouTubers. Yeah, well, they're fucking dicks like I mean, that, so... Like, it's not intentional. Because I love YouTube. I, I freaking love YouTube. But, they just... What they do is they take moments when they should take, like, a freaking hammer and chisel and just take a sledgehammer to it. Oh, God. That was unexpected. Okay, off Facebook, so that doesn't happen again. But, yeah, no, they're they're really good at that. They tend to overreact to everything, thinking, oh, no, our fucking advertisers aren't going to want to see this. No, you just, it's a slap on the wrist scenario. And yeah. they just decide, oh, no, bam! Yep. Bitch, Bring fuck the, the ban hammer. Fuck the ban hammer. Without these freaking people, you're still making plenty of goddamn mm -hmm. money. So from a business standpoint, your advertisers might be a good chunk, but your people that are joining as members now, your people that are paying for freaking YouTube premium, like I fucking do for all of us, we're the real fucking money makers mm -hmm. here. And if we don't fucking mind it, then why the fuck should the advertisers? Yep. Fuck this culturally sensitive bullshit that they seem to be on a fucking kick of. Also, But also here's the thing. is like the advertisers, advertisers never cared before. Mm -hmm. The thing is, is now we're getting these, you know... Freaking out of mind parents where it's just like, here, let YouTube babysit you. Oh, look, what are you watching? No, that's not child safe. Well, no well, yeah, shit. You need to have a little more control over your kid, not and get I'm pissed not off at you. I deny the fact that. that there is some really fucked up shit that does happen that people record and upload to YouTube. Those oh, yeah. no. are definitely the ones that need to and be fucking need to be... like, bam! Oh, definitely. But what? the fact is, is as a fucking parent, as a parent of four kids, my own damn self, I do not let the TV <laughs> babysit my fucking children. Exactly. I do not let YouTube babysit my fucking children. Yeah. Why? Because I know fucked up shit happens. Yeah. It would not hurt people to think like a fucking serial killer every now and then. Right? Just, because, uh... yes, it's the internet. 
no matter what it is, whether it's regular fucking YouTube, whether it's YouTube Premium, it doesn't matter if it's YouTube Kids, all of this shit, there's always going to be sick individuals yeah. out there. If you're monitoring what your kids watch online, it's not a fucking problem. Yeah. If you monitor and pay attention or sit down and watch with your kids, spending time with them instead of being a douchebag about shit and deciding, oh, no, I don't want to deal with this because I wasn't ready to be a parent. Well, maybe you should have kept your fucking legs closed for one. And for two, you still have a responsibility. And it, by letting shit like YouTube or Netflix or Hulu or mm -hmm. what the fuck mm -hmm. ever else you can find online babysit your kids, you're being a shit fucking person and a shit fucking parent and your kids aren't going to learn shit. <laughs> Apparently there was a nerve struck right there for a moment. Stupid parents piss me off. Yeah, stupid parents piss me off. It too. took me right back to that fucking moment of that dumb little bitch who let her fucking two-year-old kid fucking try to cross the goddamn street because she was too busy talking on her phone the mm -hmm. other day. After using them for fucking child molester bait by leaving them outside of a fucking store. Yep. You have a maybe two-year-old at most. The kid did not look any older than yeah. Harlan. Harlan being my youngest. Mm -hmm. And a kid that is pushing a year and a half at absolute most. And you're going to leave them outside of a store because you're talking on your phone and mm. want to go get something? That's what these same fucking people letting the internet babysit their fucking children are doing. Yeah. But you know it's I mean. pure stupidity. Yeah. So yes, it struck a nerve. I, that and I've been listening to entirely too much foamy. So yeah. that was a poor life decision trying to get through all of them. I don't think I've even made it through all of those episodes yet, by the way. <laughs> oh my god. But he rebooted some of them and fucking mm -hmm. just like re-uploaded them at different times because fucking YouTube had a goddamn cow. So he took we'll the original ones back. down and then re-uploaded it. So that's part of what happened there. I, just, yeah. 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 Ah! And again, right back to YouTube. Yep. Being fucking dumb. Yeah, I mean. the shit that they're censoring and not censoring and monetizing and demonetizing. And it's like, okay. Yeah. Guys. Get it, your shit together. I mean, it's like. So, so one of the big things is like uh, uh, PewDiePie. Mm -hmm. When he had his whole controversy about the anti-Semite bullshit that the freaking Wall Street Journal was... You know this is going to get banned now because you said PewDiePie. Well, it's not going on YouTube. <laughs> and Anchor doesn't give a shit, so... <laughs> Good platform. <laughs> yes, Anchor is a wonderful platform. But, uh, that being said... <laughs> Sorry. Chair had a moment. There is the most structured chair in the house, and yet you still had a almost fallen out moment. It's me! It wasn't the chair. <laughs> Sorry, chair had a moment. That wasn't the chair. Anyways. No, I barely fucking moved, and the entire chair started like... Mm -hmm. And just right here at the fucking connector. So you mm -hmm. shut the fuck up, Kate. Mm -hmm. I'm not the one drooling on a conveyor at work. Okay, one. <laughs> I've been busting my ass all week. Fuck you off. have. You've done really good. <laughs> Anyways, moving on from that. Back onto PewDiePie. So it's like, yes, he fucked up. Yes, he, he fucked did. up bad. He did some things he probably, he definitely shouldn't have. That's a fact. <laughs> but, he apologized. He's worked on it. And yet, people are still treat him like a complete criminal. I mean, 
YouTube and advertisers and companies are treating like a complete criminal. Yeah, pretty much anyone that knows anything of the fucking Wall Street Journal's bullshit is treating him like a fucking criminal. Pretty much anybody that hasn't actually watched YouTube or him. Ever. Yeah. Ever. Again, though, I mean... But there, too, you know, that's the fucking media versus social media standpoint, basically. Mm -hmm. Because, for lack of a better term, YouTube is kind of a social media platform when it comes down to the fact that, okay, well, I can do this, and I can do this, and I can do this, and on top of that, now I can make posts to my fans and my community, and now I can do this. It's becoming much more structured like a social media with a video basis. Mm -hmm. And... On some ways, or in some ways, that is actually a really good thing because that allows for better communication between all of the community. But at the same time, then you get shit like that that Mm -hmm. happened with freaking PewDiePie going, oh, well, I done fucked up. And no one wants to listen to the fact that someone realizes they screwed up. Right, right. They don't want to listen to the fact. Exactly. And so now you've got all these freaking self righteous fucktards. Going, oh no, we can't do that. We can't support this person. So, eh. Like going on that same vein is like, so uh, the game theorists, mm. Mad Pat and Stephanie, uh, they they consult. They consult companies on what to do with YouTube yeah. and stuff. Yeah. And like they've talked about like talking to companies and like just bringing up PewDiePie is a taboo subject. Oh, talking I know. to companies anymore. It's like the moment you say his name, companies. It's like I have to wonder. I have to wonder if you refer to him as Felix in one of those meetings, are they going to realize who the fuck it is? Probably not because people don't don't even know who the hell Felix is. Yeah, Felix is PewDiePie, for lack of a better term. PewDiePie is just a fucking act. Yeah, like Felix himself is a wonderful individual who does everything he fucking can to help. PewDiePie is this fucking act. It's a persona. It's the fucking person to get views. Yep. That and alongside of all is clickbaity bullshit. <laughs> oh my god. Like, so clickbaity. But, but you know, it works though. Yeah. That's the thing is it works. Mm-hmm. It gets views. Whether it's someone just wanting to fucking click on the video to say something fucking irate and bullshit esque. Or if it's someone clicking on the video that genuinely enjoys watching him, it doesn't matter. You mm-hmm. click that video and it's automatic of you. Yeah. So, really, regardless of what their reason for clicking on that video is, mm-hmm. they're giving him views. Oh, yeah, definitely. And it works. Yeah. His clickbaity bullshit works. Mm-hmm. 100%. Friggin' his random off-the-wall friggin' crap that he pulls in his videos, mm-hmm. whether mm-hmm. it's controversial or not, which so, 90% of the time, mm-hmm. it's fucking not. So speaking of YouTube doing stuff to kind of fuck over uh, Felix, so during this whole uh, PewDiePie versus T-Series debacle, yeah. YouTube suddenly rolled out this whole thing where it's like, they're not going to show subscriber numbers on the channels anymore. Mm-hmm. You have to go to Except like. Except they still do. No, like if you go and look on YouTube channels now, unless you actually go, I think into the actual channels. Hold on, let me bring up one of them. Let me just go to my subs real quick, because I've always just looked. Okay, well, so I don't know if it's just mobile or something on my mobile or something. I go to home. You all you have to do is go to the home page instead of the videos page that it automatically takes you to. Yeah. And let's see, Markiplier. 
holy Jesus, that is a gigantic number, yeah. as it says, is twenty four million eight thousand and one hundred and twenty right. subscribers. So I don't know. I don't know what happened to mine before, but it wasn't showing numbers like. Oh well, it, which yeah. was one of the things. Yeah, I'm know. on mobile right now. Is it but, showing it on yours? Yeah, it just showed it on one of the channels I opened. So I'm wondering if it's and just then, certain channels. And then you go to completely the opposite side of the spectrum and go to Ill Will Press, which is Foamy the Squirrel and all that shit. Yeah. And he has 483,000 subscribers. 800 or 40. Repeat. Redo. 483,832 subscribers, and this motherfucker has been doing this shit for 20 fucking so, years. 20 years. Yeah. That doesn't add up. No, it doesn't. It's because he's a little-known fucking YouTuber with a little-known... Well, no, no, I'm, say, I'm saying 20 years webtoon. doesn't... At least for YouTube, it doesn't add up because YouTube hasn't even been around 20 years. Okay, that's but. fair. He... I mean, obviously, I mean, he probably he's had uploaded a, everything that he did. He has his own website, yeah, which is illwillpress.com. Which makes more sense. So that's probably so where he ends up getting more YouTube, of the traction. On YouTube, as of 2016, as of 2016, he had been on YouTube for seven fucking years. Yeah. Out of 15. Yeah. Out of 15. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and that's so the thing. Is like, there's a lot of channels. So that, he's been doing this shit for 10 years. But because his stuff is very controversial, let's just face reality with freaking Foamy. He is a mm. very oh, controversial yeah. freaking cartoon character. Although, Excellent webtoon, though. He's funny as hell. There's a lot of humor. There's a whole storyline in between mm, all this mm. shit, you know. Yeah. But for 10 years on this, and so many freaking people knew about his website before, this is pretty much the same number that was on his website. That is still up and running. Well. So, it's like, come on now. It's also kind of a situational thing. shows, this shows, though, that someone can be doing YouTube for less amount of freaking time than someone else. Mm -hmm. And because of the content they're creating, they're better received by people. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to deny the fact that... Uh, he goes by Jim now, but when he first started out, he went by his full name with his Jonathan Ian Mathers. Great freaking animator, funny freaking mm-hmm. guy. He voices almost every character except Jermaine, who did not have a freaking voice for the first several episodes because he couldn't find any of his female friends that would be willing to voice yeah. his character. But he puts all of this work in. And almost all of his videos have been demonetized at this point. Yeah, well, <clears throat> again, that's kind of with going back to the whole YouTube bringing down the band hammer again, where it's just like... Exactly. It's ridiculous. And, uh, but yeah, he puts this content on his own website, and the only thing... He has a Patreon now, and the only thing that he really makes money off of is his merchandise sales. Yeah. Which is why I'm going to freaking spend way more money on a freaking t-shirt come payday than I should and buy a couple freaking t-shirts uh, because he hand makes them himself. So, made the order. So, it does take a while to freaking finally get to you. Right. They're not, they're not freaking manu- mass manufactured at all. He makes all of this shit himself. Mm-hmm. And the price, like, yeah, it's damn near 30 bucks for a t-shirt. Yeah. I won't deny this. But that but again, price well, the, 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 is him going out, buying the material to do it, buying the silk screening shit, doing the freaking t-shirt, 
all the freaking time, all the effort, all the materials, everything. And then on top of that, the postage. He's only actually ever getting about five bucks per t-shirt. You know. As far as profit goes. Right. And between that and his Patreon, that's the only way he's making money because YouTube decided, oh no, ban hammer on everything on your fucking channel. Yeah, well, uh, it, it, it's kind of like, um, there's a YouTuber I watch, uh, whose screen name is Mini Lad. Yep. Uh, goes by Craig, well, uh, his real name is Craig Thompson. But anyways, like, he has pretty much cut out all cursing in his videos in order to get monetized. Yeah. And yet YouTube has specifically told him that they still categorize him as one of the channels that's just constantly cursing, constantly. Yeah. So it's just like, he's said before It's like, that, have you seen Mark? <laughs> have you seen Jack? Right, right. But they loved it. Everybody knows about that. Exactly. And that's they, they the problem. That. It is. It, it, it is very unfortunate. It's like, once you're at the top... Other you than can Felix, do whatever the hell you want, other unless than you're at the very top, yeah. like Felix, and then oh wait, but we're gonna pay more attention to you because you're at the. Very there's a top. middle. There's a middle ground that they fit into where it's just they can get away with a lot more. I mean, don't get me wrong; they get demonetized a lot. There's I have no not doubt. too many people paying attention yeah. to them, but there's enough that we're gonna let shit. Stop. Plus, with the kind of fan base that Markiplier and Jacksepticeye have, it's like the moment YouTube tries to bring down the hammer on those two. Oh yeah, YouTube's getting destroyed. And <clears throat> that that brings up a good point too, actually, because I have now been a part of two different channels getting remonetized. Yeah. For a lot of their videos. And they're absolutely. horror narration channels. And I absolutely adore them. But they have been getting demonetized because it's unoriginal content. Because yeah. they're reading the same stories. Which well, makes no you know sense what? because YouTube, everything, almost everything on your on your site is unoriginal at this point. There's yeah. not a lot of original content out there. Exactly. Exactly. And so because... And a lot of it is their subscriber stories. Yeah. That they're freaking... Mm -hmm. Getting banned over, basically, and demonetized for. Well, right. you know what? Think of how small the freaking horror genre is on YouTube well, well, in comparison to the whole of YouTube. Well, even so, like, there shouldn't you, be... You've got a lot of the same subscribers to mm -hmm. all of these different freaking channels, and they all do freaking subscriber story times, yeah. more or less, for lack of a better term. I believe that's... Uh... Yeah, one of my channels actually calls it subscriber story yeah. time. And a lot of the channels do that, and they have you send in your stories mm -hmm. that pertain to a certain thing. So, yeah, it's very possible that depending on how well written it is, how easy it is to follow yeah. and everything like that, that more than one person in this small little fraction of, hor of the horror community on YouTube is going to pick that exact same story. And they're both getting nailed for it. Mm -hmm. And this is the second time... Where the entirety of the horror community, basically. Mm -hmm. Because some, these are two of the better known in the horror community mm -hmm. that have gone through this. One was Let's Read and the other was... Ah, uh, shit. I believe it was Creepypasta Jr.? No. No, it wasn't either. It was uh, Top 5 Unknowns mm -hmm. that I dealt with. And it does go to show that the fan base can change oh, things. Oh, absolutely. We might feel powerless in certain situations, but when you have thousands of people screaming at YouTube on social media uh -huh. to quit fucking with this particular set of people, 
Because they're literally doing nothing wrong and everyone who listens to it, these channels on a regular basis enjoys what they're hearing, whether right. they've heard it before or not. Yeah. Because they read it completely differently than this other person over here. And we, we as a freaking community for the horror genre, fucking absolutely let loose right. on YouTube. Yeah. And both of these channels got remonetized. They had demonetized every video on their channel. Mm-hmm. Every fucking one. Right. And, uh, and that was just absolutely ridiculous. It wasn't just one or two videos that shared a freaking story. It was every single video because and, and see, one or two shared a story. And the problem, the problem with that is, like, the reason why that happened is because YouTube sets it up to where an algorithm looks at accounts, videos, and then demonetizes them. For an order, and then the people have to go through and get it challenged and then a real person looks at the videos mm -hmm. before that it's a computer looking at it all and the computer sees oh these are almost word for word demonetized yeah that's all it is and it's very unfortunate and i get that but the, there's the, no reason to ban every video on a single channel well no there is one or two videos that share a story but when the algorithm sees that several that a few videos share the same stories or something like that then the algorithm shuts it all down until it gets challenged and investigated. Mm -hmm. And then they can get their monetization back. At which point the algorithm might look at it again and demonetize again because it's a poorly done algorithm and YouTube needs to fix their shit, but... Yeah, they fucking do. Yeah. There's no fucking jokes there. Unfortunately, YouTube just... They, they've brought something in that could be useful if they worked out all the bugs before rolling it out. Yeah, no Which joke. I get that they have to test it before rolling it out. But, you know, get a hold of some channels. Let them know that this is going to be a thing that you're going to test. And then just yeah. test with those specific channels first. Yeah. And then roll it out once you know you've got all the bugs worked out. Exactly. But that's not how YouTube works. It's just like fucking beta testing a fucking video game. Let's then, face fucking facts here. It's exactly like beta testing a video game. You have to freaking have some people on board going, okay, well, I can tell you if there's any bugs here or there. Right. Da, 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 so... Da. <laughs> Because, okay, if that's the case, then why didn't Mark and Jack both get their cloak videos demonetized? Because they said damn near the exact same thing in their videos. Yeah. And neither of those got demonetized. Yeah. So, but, again... Anyway. Again, uh, that's... Yeah, your algorithm... Again, though, it also changes favorites. So it's a horrible algorithm. But anyways... It is. Um... There was a thought process that I had in I, the train derailed. Sorry. <laughs> uh, we were talking about monetization, algorithms, yada, 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 yada. Uh, uh... Nope, it's gone. Never mind. Okay. Well, I pulled out of the station with that, bro. Yep. <laughs> that happens to me all the time. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, trying to think of what I was going to say. Now I can't. It was going to be a natural segue into the darker shit of the last half of the podcast. but um, Oh, there's darker shit? Oh, yeah. Let's gonna... just segue it now. All right. Let's well, go. Because we're going to talk about those uh, two incidents that we heard about earlier this week. Yeah. Now I know what you're talking yeah. about. The darker uh, side of the podcast. We're gonna talk... Fuck people. Yeah. Fuck people. <laughs> we'll, we'll... First of all, we'll talk about the one that I discovered yeah. earlier this week. Please, was... because that doesn't piss me off nearly as much. Yeah. We'll finish on the one that pisses you off. <laughs> I mean, That's it's still, dangerous. This, this one, this one pisses me off a lot. Not You're as, in danger. Uh <laughs> so, it was reported 
Let me look. On June second, the body of uh, of Cynthia Hoffman was located in Alaska. Uh, apparently, Dana or Darren Schillmiller of New Salisbury was in. Sorry, I'm trying to read an article. I can't see it properly. Thud, 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 thud. Fucking yeah. weirdos upstairs. But anyways, so essentially this group of friends went up in the mountains and one of the, and they decided to kill this young woman. Because some psychopath in, I can't remember where, uh, some psychopath offered them $9 million. Of course, he was lying, but still. So... What it boils down to is they were paid to kill their so-called best friend who happened to be disabled, if I remember correctly. Okay, so no. Darren Schillmiller was the man uh, from, New Ham- from New Salisbury, offered $9 million to Denali Bremer to orchestrate a murder with her friends Caden uh, McIntosh, 16, and Caleb Leland, 19, and two minors. So essentially... Uh, Denali went up in the mountains with uh, Cynthia Hoffman and murdered this poor girl. Uh, in an interview, Cynthia Hoffman, or yeah, Cynthia Hoffman's father stated that all that she wanted was friends. That's all she wanted. And these people Doesn't used that. Doesn't seem like that, it's too much to fucking ask. Uh, and these people used that, plus her disability, which uh, apparently it was reported that she. she had disabilities. Anyways, they used all that against her to trick her into going in the mountains with them so that they could... Lure is a better word. Lure, yeah. Lure lure. is a better fucking word for this. Lure her into the mountains to murder her. And um, apparently later on after everything was revealed and all this came to light and they, during the trial, uh, Denali Bremer stated that she didn't want her daughter to grow up knowing that her mother was a a killer. Because she didn't believe she was. Well, I'm sorry, Bremer. It doesn't matter if you believe it or not. You are. You're a psychotic yeah. killer. And I don't care how much money you were offered. You're a piece of human garbage that never deserves to see light of day. And your daughter's better off without you. Oh, yeah. I agree. 110%. I'm sorry. If you don't want your fucking kid to know that you're a fucking killer, don't be a fucking killer. Yeah. I don't give a shit what the circumstances are. I don't care if you fucking think, oh, well, I'm not that bitch. You are. You, you are. took you... somebody's fucking life because you were offered money. Mm-hmm. That makes you just as fucked up as someone who's not offered anything and just chooses to take someone's yeah. life because they fucking can't. You're a sick, twisted fucking cunt who really needs to get their shit together. Yep. You have something Absolutely. wrong in your fucking head and you need to figure your shit out. Honestly, your kid... I hope your kid goes into foster care, ends up with a great fucking family, and never yeah. hears your fucking name again. Another an- another horrible thing that apparently happened with Bremer is... Uh, Shil Miller apparently also offered her money to uh, molest a couple children. Yeah, you were about that And she went through that with too. that as well. Sending him pictures and messages and Snapchats of it. Again... You're a horrible, disgusting, despicable creature. I'm not even going to say you're human. You're a fucking disgrace. 
You're not. Like, that's you're, all there is to it. You are a fucking disgrace, and you... I'm you're, sorry, like... You are less than trash. Let's face fucking reality. My mom died of AIDS mm. when I was very little, and that type of fucking person, and the person that I'll be talking about here shortly, is worse than the fucking AIDS virus. Yeah. You are nothing more than a disease and a plague amongst humanity, and yeah. you deserve to fucking rot in a goddamn cell. Oh, absolutely. You're a fucking absolute piece of shit. Garbage is not even a strong enough word. Yep. You are shit. Less than shit. They're... Yeah, you're right, because at least shit has a fucking use. Yeah. Fertilizer. Exactly. And, and, you know, it's just... There is not a fucking word. Or a series of words. That are bad enough to describe this fucking overdeveloped cum shot. Yeah. There's not. And, I mean, you know, unfortunately, I hate using these... I hate using this phrasing just because it doesn't do anything, but... Uh, my thoughts go out to the family of the poor girl who was murdered. It doesn't do anything to help. But no, it doesn't. The, it, but it's the knowing the people that. care, knowing the people care from someone who has lost many people in my lifetime. God, I sound fucking old when I say mm -hmm. that, but I'm not. I'm only no. 29 years old and I've lost more people in my fucking life that I've been close mm -hmm. to than most people should ever fucking have to. Uh, and in that regard, those thoughts really do mean a lot. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't think people really truly realize it, but those thoughts and knowing that people actually care. As long as there's actual meaning behind that and you're not yeah. one of the people that's just going on to get good karma for saying it. Yeah, exactly. You know, but that's the thing though, is like when someone sits there and I know you're not religious and I'm cool with that. It's whatever. That's right. neither here or there. But when someone who is goes, well, my thoughts and prayers go out to this family. Right. That actually does mean a hell of a lot. Again, as long as it means something. As long as you're genuine when you say it. And for me, I mean, like, I'm kind of half-assly religious in a sense, yeah. I guess. So, But not to the point where I feel like that is something that would be appropriate for me to say. Mm -hmm. But, okay, someone like Mandy. Right. That is genuine. And that is something that's going to mean a hell of a right. lot. You know, and sometimes, you know, if someone's asking for donations to help with a funeral or something like that, and you can't always do that, but you can send your warmest regards and you can be genuine when you say, I'm very sorry and you have mm -hmm. my condolences, that's what matters. Yeah. And yeah, a lot of people might not hear this. A lot of people might not freaking care about this little podcast that we're doing right, right now. But the fact is... It's being mentioned, which shows and it proves that people actually care. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's, a, it's just, yeah. Ugh. Like, uh, yeah, there's not much more that can be said there. Um, I did remember what the unfortunately natural segue was earlier. And it was going to involve, unfortunately, YouTube and death. Um, a, up-and-coming YouTuber by the name of Etika uh, recently was found uh, dead on June 19th, 2019, of an apparent suicide. Yeah, you told me about now, that. Now, unfortunately, we're, we're in a world where suicide's a little too common. Yeah, no doubt there. And while I don't know enough about this YouTuber to put any kind of 
thoughts or opinions out there on him. I have, from what I've seen from other YouTubers that I do watch talking about him, he was a very good and decent person. I mean, honestly, now, as far as that goes, I wish that someone had seen the signs of mm -hmm. this coming and maybe, maybe it would have stopped it. But at the same yeah. time, it might not have at all. And, and but just in case it's someday. It's extremely unfortunate that someone felt the need to take right. their own life as their only option out mm -hmm. of whatever they were feeling. Yeah. It, it, I mean, even in YouTube, like the, the knowledge of, of taking your own life is a little too common. Uh, like last year, mm -hmm. uh, um, I can't remember his name, but one of the one of the creators of the YouTube channel, uh, Cyanide, took his own life. Oh, did he? I didn't hear about that. It, one. it was uh, Markiplier's friend. Oh, yeah, it was the one that. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So unfortunately, it's a little too common. But and while not there's to not mention, uh, oh crud, I forgot his name too, but I know exactly. Uh, the young man that worked with MatPat on oh, Game um, Theory. Yeah. He, Again, this was all within the span of a year. We've had three YouTubers. Three well-known individuals take yeah. their own life. And then you go on the other side of the spectrum when you're not in the spotlight. And one of my best friends took his own life mm -hmm. last year. And... You know, going to two funerals in a year mm -hmm. is a little too much for me. Yeah. And then in between those, I heard about Matt Pat's friend who, for whatever freaking reason, I cannot remember his name. And he was a huge part of the channel. And that's really going to bug me now. Like, it's genuinely going to bug the hell out of me. Because I know as soon as I hear the name, I'm going to be like, that's what it is. But it's it's entirely Ronnie, too common. Ronnie huh? Edwards. Yes. Yeah. Ronnie Edwards and it's just it's it's way too common. It is way too common of a thing for people nowadays to feel like that is their only way out. And that is one of the worst things in the world. I mean, this is coming from someone who suffered with depression pretty much their entire life. And who's mm -hmm. been through some serious shit. And who has attempted to kill herself many times. Because shit just got too much. But I always had someone who recognized those signs in me. And was able to stop me before I could do anything rash. And I am so thankful for that. Because... At fucking 15, when I had a gun in my fucking mouth. And the young lady that I've called my sister my entire life come walking into the room and smacked me upside the head. Because I was doing something stupid. Yeah. You know, yeah, okay, it didn't feel like she cared that much in that moment. Right. But without that moment happening, I would not be here today. I would not be sitting here as a mother of four... Happily married. And sometimes it does take the tough love routine, depending yeah. on the person. But suicide is way too common nowadays. And um, before we go any further, uh, I want to reword uh, re what I said earlier. It wasn't cyanide. It was uh, Syndigo is what I meant oh. to say. Daniel Kyer of Syndigo. Oh. When, yeah. Um, but 
moving past that, uh, the only reason why I wanted to bring this up in the first place was just to say, if there is anybody that listens to this, if someday this gets to be something where people actually listen, you're not alone. And it's that's the cookie-cutter response, but it's really the only response that you can say. I mean, there's not a lot to say. You know, there's not a lot that can help other than to say you're not alone and there are people out there. Even if they're not people that... I mean, there's helplines and there's all kinds of that. And even when you feel like you're alone, even when you're at your lowest points, there's people there that are going to be there for you. I mean, and you're right. Unfortunately, there's not a whole lot that can really be said about that, but... You have two people sitting here having a cup of coffee who both suffer from depression. Mm -hmm. Both of us are unmedicated for it because we've learned over time how to cope. But that doesn't mean there's not bad times. That doesn't mean that you don't get into a funk where you just don't want to do anything. You don't want to get out of bed because you hurt everywhere, Mm -hmm. emotionally and physically. Mm -hmm. I completely understand that. I mean, my marriage damn near dissolved Mm -hmm. in the first two years because of my own depression. And sometimes, and I know this is going to sound terrible, but it's true. Sometimes you just have to pull yourself up by your bootstraps and do something small. Mm -hmm. That small thing could be brushing your hair. That small thing could be brushing your teeth. It could be going outside for 30 freaking seconds to check the mail. Whatever that small thing is. And when you start doing those small things again, a lot of the times that'll be able to help you pull yourself out. So if you don't feel comfortable talking to people, if you don't feel comfortable asking for help, Mm -hmm. just just remember to try try to make yourself do the small things. Because those small things add up and they make you feel a lot better over time. Mm -hmm. It's not instant gratification. You have to work at it. Mm -hmm. But in doing so and actually putting that work into trying to get back to where you were before this spell of depression hit you so hard, you inevitably make better decisions by trying. And sometimes that's all you can Mm do. Uh, And to add an example of something that you can do, like, for, for me, personally, um, there was, last year, around this time, I had quit my job, because it had, it was making me more depressed, it was more, depre- it was more depressing than reality. ever been. Your job sucked. I was, I was at a point where I was legitimately considering to kill myself, and I decided to do something about it by quitting my job. Of course, that didn't make me happy. I ended up spending a year in a depressed hermit state where I didn't leave my room other than, than to go get food, and that was it. And then I would come back and just wallow in my own self-pity. And it and got I, to the I would point, like to say your own self-pity and disgust because mm-hmm. I saw the pictures of yeah. this basement. It, it, like, and that's not an understatement. I, it was a horrible, disgusting mess. It happens. I mean, if you're in that situation right now, just know that it, it does happen, and I do understand what, it. But to to go back into the do something for yourself, recently with like just two days ago, I had decided enough was enough. And I came down into this basement, which we are recording in right now, and I had cleared out all of the garbage. And I spent 
most of the week actually doing it. And now it's mostly clean. I mean, I've got some mopping and some sweeping and stuff to do. Some remodeling. But it's clean. And before I started doing this, it was literally a dump. I'm not sure I could have walked down here. Yeah. Judging by the pictures, I'm not yeah, no, honestly was... sure I could have walked down here without stepping on shit everywhere. No, definitely you couldn't have. I mean, I can that's guarantee just... you that. It it was bad, but you know mm -hmm. what? You got up and you finally did it. You're finally mm -hmm. getting your mind back into a good spot. And, and... and that that right there proves because you've been me and you have been working together mm -hmm. for. Almost a year now. Almost a year now? No, actually over a year because I Yeah, I was thinking it was working... closer to a year and a half at this no, point. No, not, not, no, it's just over a year because I had started working at the EO on June 20th. Yeah, yeah, that's year. right. You started so on my birthday. So it was actually two years ago that I fell into that depressive hermit state. But and it's taken me this long to actually get to the point where I need to do something. And so that in and of itself is a perfect example of it does take time. But it really does. When but you it finally is do that, and I'm telling you this, me cleaning this basement has been extremely therapeutic. It's helped me realize that no matter how bad it gets, if you just put work and time and effort into it, you can bring yourself back. Yep. And it's not perfect. And I mean, you're not going to get it back to the way it originally was. It's not going to be perfect, but. On, on a personal note with this one and with your depression, getting a job was a huge step. Yeah. Getting a job was. again. I mean, yeah. Getting okay, a job that I actually... Deal, you have to deal with my bitch ass every fucking night. Getting a job <laughs> that you actually enjoy. Doing... I stepped away from something that I hated. And it took me forever to get to something that I could enjoy doing. It doesn't have to be a job or anything like that. It can be a hobby. It can... Be something you used to do when you were a kid. It doesn't matter. You can start drawing. You can read. It doesn't matter what it is that gives you that joy. But take that step that you think you need. Exactly. And I mean, eventually the bigger steps will come with that. Like me personally, ISO. For me, mm -hmm. that's incredibly therapeutic. And it focuses my mind on something productive. And in that productivity... I get back to a point where it's like, okay, if I can handle sitting down and sewing for six fucking straight hours, I can do anything that I need mm -hmm. to. And it's a good way for me to get my mind right. And I mean, for, for Lane here, it was just getting up and finding a new job that he could actually enjoy. Yeah. And as far as that goes, that was a huge step. And, and I mean, and I anybody, know, I know I give you a whole rift of shit, but <laughs> I am very proud of you for that. That takes a uh, hell of a lot. And for anybody who actually knows me outside of work and anything like that, who's actually seen me over the last several years, it's like there is a noticeable difference. And I don't know if you're noticing this, but along with the better overall mood and everything mm -hmm. else, you are actually losing weight. I don't know if you're noticing well, this I, because I, you look at yourself every single day and that makes it really freaking hard. Like, unfortunately, for example, I don't see how much my kids are fucking growing because I see them and I'm around them every fucking day. But 
I can actually see that you are indeed losing yeah. weight. Well, which is something that you've been wanting to work on for a long time. Yeah, unfortunately, it's not the right way that I should be losing weight. No, but, it's not. Well, but... we won't get into that because I don't need to have that kind of uh, pity from the internet. <laughs> Anyways, moving on. Um, I guess with only, you know, a little over 15 minutes left of the podcast, we'll go into the irritating, anger-inducing bullshit that was discovered Last week. So last yeah. week, there was a newborn infant found in a plastic bag along an interstate. Um, all this says is, and it's from WZTV Fox 17 News in Nashville. So this is out in Tennessee. And it says, it's uh, body cam footage. It's been covered up on Facebook because it's very graphic. It says, police are trying to find the mother of a baby currently known as Baby India, who was found in a plastic grocery bag on the side of the road. Now, in this video... Which we won't I'm play. not playing that, no. Not again. Because uh, I'm still ready to just freaking kill. One, because it's a video and we're on a podcast, so that doesn't work. But, for two, the audio's not necessary. Yeah. All that needs to be said is this child is found inside... A plastic bag with the umbilical cord still attached. Yeah. There was no cut umbilical cord. This baby girl was thrown into a plastic bag with the placenta still attached to the other side of the umbilical cord. Baby still attached to the other end. And thrown out of a freaking rig like it was trash. The baby is okay. It's alive. So it's, thank God for that. As far um, as we know, body healthy cam, and well. The body cam footage showed... I'm not sure if it was police or paramedics that the footage came from as far as the body cam itself, but it did show police and paramedics cutting open the plastic grocery bag, which I know this is going to sound bad, but it was an Albers Albertson's bag. Mm -hmm. you, anyone who's ever been to an Albertson's knows those bags. It was an Albertson's bag. They cut it open to a screaming baby girl. And they had to go back into the ambulance to get the stuff to cut the umbilical cord mm -hmm. because there was no medical care for this child whatsoever. Now, with that being said, they are looking for the mother of the child. That doesn't necessarily before, mean... Before anyone freaks out and assumes, oh, well, da, 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 whatever, I don't care. That means one of two things. They're either looking for the mother because something happened and this mom doesn't know and is freaking out trying to find their baby. Or they're looking for her to find out whether or not or if she did indeed do this. This disgusting, mm -hmm. heinous act that yeah. deserves extreme punishment, in my opinion. Yeah. If she did, she will be punished. They will try to find the father of the child. When they do, they will see if the father wants this baby girl or not. And I, I know Tennessee a little too well. Whoever this is, they will find. Whether it's the mother, whether they were in a drug-induced state when this happened because of some kind of medical whatever by whatever. And, you know, midwives are very popular over there. Very popular. So, so it is possible that the mother does not actually know. It is possible that she had a midwife... And the midwife OD'd her. 
and tried to take off with the baby. That's always a possibility. It's a slim possibility, but it is a possibility. But either way, what it boils down to is they will find whoever did this. They will prosecute them to beyond the fullest extent of the law. I can guarantee that because Tennessee don't fuck around. So now I'm going to uh, put out my opinion on this, which is one, whether it's the mother or not, whether it's the father or not, whether it's Anyone. Any, whoever it is, I don't care who it is. All I need to know is they are disgusting things. And they're not, again, just like the girl from earlier, just like the creature from earlier. They're less. I wonder if I can find an update on this. They're less than human. They're, they're less than trash. They're less than the worst of the worst. And they deserve. To be thrown into a deep, dark hole and never see daylight again. They don't deserve death because death is too good. Oh, okay. It's too kind. So, while it was uh, Nashville News that reported on it, mm-hmm. that was once so viral, mm-hmm. this actually happened in Georgia. Oh. It was in Forth, Forsyth County, Georgia, in the woods. Is where this baby was found. Mm. So she wasn't just on the side of a freaking road. She was dropped off in the woods in a plastic bag and left to die. Yeah, so this was... Which is way worse, in my opinion. Like, um, so this, this is an update by KTLA5 on the baby, which they're still referring to as Baby India. Um... Yeah, we already know that, and I just don't... Is there any update on whether or not... uh... That's what I'm looking for. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and read this. The newborn found swaddled in a plastic bag crying on top of a pile of leaves and twigs in Georgia this month is ready for her forever home. Baby India is in a wonderful protective home right now, said Tom Rawlings, director of the State Division of Family and Services. She's gaining weight and smiling a lot. She's an easy baby who loves to be held and snugged on to, and she's overall thriving now. Baby India's India's distinctive nickname was bestowed on her by Raggett's family who found her on June 6th. They heard the cries and believed that a raccoon or baby deer was a source, but their investigation proved otherwise. It was poor little baby wrapped up in a plastic bag. Her umbilical cord still in place and possibly just an hour old when Raggett's and his three daughters discovered her abandoned in a woods, wooded stripe of land near Dave's Creek Road and coming outside of Atlanta. Protective services are normally bound confidentially by rules, but Rawlings believes that the popular nickname shared with the media and fondly taken up by her caretakers will ultimately protect the child's long-term privacy. Once a forever home is found for her, she will have the opportunity to grow up under any name given to her by her adoptive parents. The details of her life may be unique, but abandoned babies are unfortunately not at all unusual. He said, too often babies are abandoned in terrible conditions like this. We have babies left in bathrooms and other horrible situations. This is notable because miracle has come out of it. Often a mother does not feel capable for caring for the child due to economic conditions or circumstances. Uh, so let's pause it right there real quick. Yeah. Because I want to clarify something. I don't care if you don't think you can handle it. If you don't if you don't think you can, don't ever just fucking abandon your kid in the middle of nowhere and just leave it to die. Yeah, there are agencies, not. there are you can do 
And Take here it you to go. Several this, places. This is a perfect example of this. Georgia's safe haven law offers protection by allowing a woman to anonymously leave her child at a police station, a fire station, or a hospital up to 30 days after birth. Similar laws have been enacted in all 50 states. Exactly. Meaning no matter where you are in the U.S., there is always a safe place you can leave a child. In some states, there is no age limit for it. There is so always there is, a safe place. Other than no being questions a despicable asked. creature, there is no reason to do what's been done. To do what but, still gets done all too often. But I will say that luckily in this case... Baby India has apparently she was found. She was found very soon after being born, which as terrible as it is to have left her, at least she was found so soon because Mm -hmm. that means she wasn't starving. She wasn't hurting. She wasn't cold. She wasn't any of this shit that possibly could have happened. And even worse, she wasn't or I guess even better, technically, she was not being eaten by any kind of fucking animal. Mm -hmm. She was found very soon after birth. She was immediately taken in, and she's thriving. She's doing well. She's, by the sounds of it, being bounced from home to home currently in the foster care system Mm -hmm. for as long as people can actually keep her for legally in Georgia, which I have no idea what that is. Yeah. But But. she's doing well enough that she can now be taken and adopted by a family. And this is something to go off on on a completely different time. But fortunately, because she is still a very Mm -hmm. young baby, she's right around a week old at this point. It's more likely that she'll be able to. She's going to end up being adopted very soon. Because you can still get that yeah. bonding period in. Now, unfortunately, I'd say that the coverage of this story might be a negative in that area, too. Because some people might just end up trying to adopt her specifically because right. of her notoriety. And not because it's they a child that care. needs a home. And unfortunately, that could end up bad. And that's not. I'm not saying that's what's going to happen. And I know, hope that what, there's better... When I had shared this post, my first reaction was, give me that baby. I will raise that baby. That baby will have siblings. That baby will be fucking happy. And that baby will actually be taken care of. Because fuck this dumb bitch, whoever fucking left him. I don't give a shit if it's a male or a female who left this baby girl. You're a dumb bitch. You're a dumb bitch who deserves to rot for the rest of your fucking days in a goddamn prison cell. Because death is too fucking good for you. Now, unfortunately... We're just about out of time for the podcast. And the reason why I wanted to leave these topics for the end was just because... It's food for thought. One, is food for thought. But two, it's just... Once you get into these kind of topics, it, it feels almost wrong to try and track off into something more upbeat or happier or just anything else, really. And I didn't want this to be the entire podcast. I wanted to at least start off somewhere less than... Depressing or anger-inducing or anything like that. So, with that being said, I think uh, we'll call it an end. This has been the Morning Meltdown with, with Kate Arsenal and my friend Tiffany. Uh, I'm not sure how often I'll be making these podcasts. It's just whenever I can get a uh, guest in to talk to or interview. Uh, other than that, 
I thank you guys for listening. If you have listened this long in, um, and yeah. I, I just want to remind people before we go, the world is full enough of stupid. Don't fucking add to it. The f- the world's full of enough disgusting and no, it's full horrible. of enough stupid. Don't fucking add to it. Don't be one of these fucking sick bastards. Do something better. Be, be better. better. That's all I can say. Just be better. Never stop be... trying to better who you are. And and to go back to the earlier conversation, if you feel like you're alone and can't talk to anybody, there are... there. I mean, I'm not one of the people. I Trust me, I get it. Sometimes you don't want to use those services. I get that. I'm one of those people that refuses to do stuff like that. I don't like that I'm one of those people. It's not safe. But, that being said, it's one way of talking to somebody. And even if you don't want to do that, there's still other people. I mean, even when you feel alone, there's got to be people there. You just... We you gotta take off. this out with a trigger warning, by the way. Yeah, probably. I'll probably put a trigger warning on the title and description. Because if anything's going to freaking trigger somebody, it's going to be the topics of today's yeah. conversation. I'll put a trigger warning on the title and uh, description. But just reach out. Don't don't let your depression and everything consume you. Don't let depression beat you. Beat depression. It's possible. It's hard. It's a long road. But don't let depression beat you. Never let that shit win. You know, I didn't... uh, I've only got a couple more minutes. I'm almost out of time, but I will say, for me personally, I, I remind myself that when I get to those points, I remind myself that if I were to try and take my own life, there are people in this world that I would be leaving behind and it would devastate. I'd figure out how to resurrect <laughs> you just to slap the shit out of you. <laughs> Anyways, uh, we're going to head off now and try to cheer ourselves up with some video games and stuff. Uh, Woohoo! FNAF! <laughs> fucking Fox. Yeah, the, so this has been a heavy first episode of the podcast. Hopefully the rest of them won't be as heavy, but we'll see. Thank you guys for listening. If you've gotten this far, um, that's all. Bye. Bye.